Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, gentlemen. And you know what? I, I just heard you uh, mention the fact. Yeah, that's right. It is January 26th, the day that changed uh, uh, our lives, uh, you know, on that football team forever. I, uh, I was just laughing about something. Somebody was talking about Ditka yesterday, and I, I, I said, yeah, we got famous, he got rich. They gave us rings, and they gave us a halo. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You know, funny, Dan, I'm looking at uh, – when we talk about this, I mean, we've had you on here how many years, Rush? Seven, eight years? Yeah. I can't remember how long, six, seven years. And we always bring this up if the date falls correctly. Um, but at that time, you know, do you remember what the ticket prices was the, the, were for that game, the standard ticket price? You know what? I, I I think during the regular season, my my rookie year, nineteen seventy nine, I've got some old tickets, and they were like twelve dollars and fifty cents. And then <laughs> then the eighty five year, I think they got really expensive, and they were twenty two dollars. Yes. And then for the Super Bowl, I I kind of I kind of remember them being like between sixty and eighty dollars a piece at the Superdome, and we thought that was outrageous. It was like. Uh, you know, we're getting, you know, raked over the coals by the NFL, having to pay $60 a ticket. What are they now? Josh, first, first of all, Josh, ring the bell for Dan Hamp because he nailed it. His memory is right. $75, uh, that was the ticket price in 1986 for a Super Bowl. And here's what's amazing. At the time, uh, it just shows you the power of the Super Bowl even back then. Uh, at that time on this day in 1986, watching that game, 50% of everybody wow. who owns a TV watched that game or parts of that game. At that time, it was the most viewed TV program in the history of television. Of course, it pretty much sets that record every year. And, of course, you know, that game, y'all, you know, maybe one of the most – you can certainly make the argument every year it's one of the most dominant defenses we've ever seen in the history of the oh, league. Oh, no and, doubt. And, uh, what wow. a, and what about the uh, – uh, the, uh relationship between the defensive uh between uh what's his name in ditka good night like ryan buddy ryan yeah, yeah i mean yeah. we found out yeah. all about that you, of course you had so many personalities of course oh. you know uh you know obviously our man dan hampton and refrigerator perry jim mm-hmm. mcmahon walter payton uh and yeah it, it became part of pop culture you had the super bowl shuffle and uh yeah hard to believe 1986 you know another year passes and but it was a super bowl that that most people will never forget if you're over the age of 40. Well, we we enjoyed the uh, the experience. Obviously, we thought at the time we we were the youngest team in football. We thought we'd be back every year for the next five years. And how about that? Obviously, things did not work out that way. But you know, in an abstract way, it kind of re- reminds me. In it, it, a few years earlier, I had played in the Orange Bowl, and I guess you know, looking back, it was one of the most watched. Yep. Yep. Uh, 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 you know, telecast of. Uh, of college football that year, but more importantly for the uh, the great state of Arkansas, I think the uh, the percentage of uh, viewers in Arkansas was the the most of any sporting event or any event of all time. And I remember my dear friend Doc Zimmerman telling me the story about they were they were watching the game in a trailer up in Dargill, Arkansas, and he said there were seventeen people and there was one couch. There was a bunch of people standing behind the couch. There was a bunch of people. Like five people on the back of the couch, there were five people sitting on the couch, and there were five people down in front of the couch, and they were all watching the Orange Bowl when we played Oklahoma. So, yeah, both, hey, uh, you know, hey, it was, uh, 
it was a great run. We uh, we had a uh, we, we had great aspirations to do it every year for a while. Yeah, they, that score, by the way, uh, forty-six to ten. It was a domination that. of the Super Bowl, and the Orange Bowl was a butt whipping too, yeah, as well. No and was that, was that New England? Is that what? Yeah, it was? New England. Was, was, it, was, it, was it Steve Grogan? Was Grogan the quarterback? Was it Grogan no, with a neck roll? Who uh, was it? Well, they they uh, they put their first round draft pick in later in the season. Uh, Tony Easton. Tony Easton. Easton. That's right. Tony Easton. Yeah, and Tony Easton didn't make it to the first quarter. <laughs> was it a one one loss? Just a one loss? Yeah, that was just a yeah, that was a glorious season. And I'll tell you, Dan, I'm excited. I think you got two really good games this weekend. Uh, great, obviously, the great story of Detroit. I think a lot of the fans are rooting for Detroit just for the fact that. Uh, they haven't been here in so long. Detroit and San Francisco, of course, that's the second game. The first one, another great matchup, Kansas City and Baltimore. you got maybe, the, obviously, the two elite teams from the league this year. It truly is going to be a, you know, a, a magnificent set of games. Um, let's talk about the, the, uh, the opener, which, of course, is uh, Baltimore Ravens, who, number one in defense, they're number one running the ball. They're number one in rushing attempts. Their quarterback will probably be named the MVP of the NFL. All that being said, you still got to look across the line and say, well, what's going on with Kansas City? I mean, in some ways, the Kansas City Chiefs looked and lurched all through the season like they were teams disinterested, problems, drops, uh, penalties, all those things. And yet, and yet, Patrick Mahomes will be starting his sixth straight AFC championship game. There's only been one other player in the history of the NFL that can even, you know, compare to that, and that is, of course, Tom Brady. But six straight AFC championship games. Now, we all know Baltimore is capable. Will they play their A game? We don't know. Uh, a lot of people are expecting it. I, I'm, I, I, I just tell you. The three points that Baltimore scored in the opening quarter last week against the Houston Texans was the first time that Lamar Jackson and his offense had scored in, in the first quarter in five playoff teams. So something's up. They just don't seem to be able to translate some of the success they've had through the season into the playoffs. And Lamar has struggled. Whereas Patrick uh, Mahomes, he, he last week when they played the Buffalo Bills, he, he went for a touchdown march on the very first possession, in which would make seven straight games they've scored in the opening, you know, drive. So it, it to me, I think it's going to be a great game, but it's almost like hey, you know, Kansas City's been there, done that, and Patrick Mahomes has got some kind of special voodoo that I don't know if anybody can stop right now. We're visiting with Dan Hampton, brought to you by Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control. It definitely is a legacy game for Lamar Jackson. This is, mm-hmm. he wants to, you know, his legacy. Of course, when I remember they, they played a clip of him the other day. I don't know if you guys saw I it. I saw it, yes. Where he, he, he'd come out when they drafted. He was mad at wherever number he had been drafted. And 
you, he had a chip on his shoulder, and he said, I, I'm going to take this team to the Super Bowl. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, almost reminiscent of what Aaron Rodgers did when they asked him, you know, do you think yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, San Francisco, like, or, you know, do you regret not going to set not as much as they will? Yeah, you that's know, what he said. Yeah. Uh, something to that effect. So, yeah. But you're right. Obviously, this is a legacy game for sure. either quarterback. Obviously, Mahomes doesn't have to have it, but Jackson definitely does. In the other game, uh, uh, Dan, I just think it's the Lions have sort of captured the uh, – the attention of, of, of America and, and, you know, the team that never could get there. You think of the great players that have played, you know, Barry Sanders and uh, Billy Sims and some of these yeah, Detroit Lions that have never that. been able to get to the promised land, and here they are knocking on the door. Good for them. Unfortunately, the Bears have to play them twice a year. And the Bears, <laughs> the, the Bears beat Detroit in Chicago this year, and we had Detroit down 12 points with three minutes to go. And Jared Goff brought him back and beat the Bears in Detroit. So we know them very well. And I, I'm i impressed with not only their coach, but the, 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 the cut of their jib. They get after you. And this has gone beyond a Cinderella story. Like you guys are saying, oh, they, they finally have Hey, this is a gritty team. They can block, they can tackle, and they will get after you. I don't know if it's going to be enough, guys. You look at the 49ers, they've got nine guys starting in the Pro Bowl. They've got seven guys that were backups that are on the cusp of going to the Pro Bowl. They are a very, very talented team. But all that being said, two things. Number one, Brock Purdy played dead for 55 minutes last week. And they won despite how bad he played. Now, was it the rain? Was it the rest versus rust? deal where he didn't play a week? I don't know. Or was it, in my mind, when Debo Samuel hurt his shoulder, got nicked up, and didn't come back, which is ridiculous, but he uh, apparently is going to play this week. When when you lose a player like that, it kind of changes everything. And we all know, and, and, and I've given golf analogies before, but just imagine the first hole you hit a great drive and a great iron, you're eight feet away and you miss the putt. Well, you could, you're going to go to the next. I got to get the ball closer. I got to hit it further. You know, so when you don't have a player like Debo and, and then you think, Oh, I got to press. I've got to get it to somebody else. I've got to be faster, better, smarter, quicker. And then next thing you know, you're playing a really bad football game. So I, 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 I kind of think. The 49ers will kind of get ironed out on offense. Now, the one thing is the 49er defense, which a lot of people had certain amount of respect for, the Packers tormented them. The first three drives, the Packers put together 10, 12, 15 play drives down into the red zone. They didn't score touchdowns, but it basically put the 49ers on notice that nobody's scared, nobody's worried about you. Yeah, they, I was impressed with what Green Bay did. So, Dan, right sure. now, uh, for the two games, who, who are you picking? Who are you leaning towards? Uh, is it, you know, obviously we have the Oakland Sports line that I make my picks for. So, who are you leaning for in both games? Who do you think is going to win? And what, what about the line? All right. Uh, you know, and obviously, the, the you know, the spread is pretty close in uh, the Baltimore, Kansas City. I'm taking the points with Kansas City, but I'm taking the 49ers as my lock. And I think it's, what, six and a half, seven points. Here's yeah. the. I, I, there, there's a certain point where certain teams get exposed. There's a lot of question marks in the secondary of the Detroit Lions. And I think you can, again, the, uh, I watched 
the Bears match up against them and essentially, you know, have them beat twice and let let them off the hook once. And the 49ers much better schematically and technically, let alone better players. I just think the 49ers, this is the game, they kind of pop out and uh, kind of make a statement. Do we do we have a, a update on Debo? Is is he one hundred percent? Do we know Samuel, or is, is it still? A, of course, he had injured his shoulder. And he practiced and, yesterday. Okay, so you, we just don't know for sure just how how healthy he might uh, might be. Um, Dan, I, I know you don't. You're a football guy, but I was just wondering: Are you keeping up with the uh, struggles of Razorback basketball by chance? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Doc Zimmerman, his brother Matt does the radio. Oh yeah, and so yeah. I, I hear about how bad it's it's gotten. And and the one thing is, and you know, I was in in Fayetteville a couple of years ago, and I had a chance to talk to uh, Musselman for a little while, and we all we all think he's you know terrific, and what they did last year with him, you know, winning that, those games and him taking his shirt off and people laugh about it. Oh man. You know, it's easy to, to forget that the reason all that happened was the kids were, were playing, you know, gutty basketball. They were pouring it out. And it finally, uh, it looked to me like Musselman said uh, a week ago, hey, we got we to gotta play harder. Well, duh. Yeah. There, you know, a lot, of, a lot of ills in any endeavor in sports can be cured by effort. And I don't think the Razorbacks are playing with enough effort. And secondly, that it's almost like they're refusing to play smart. And everybody wants to take the big you know, the big shot and all that and they're not working together. So he's got his hands full with that. We know he's a good coach. Can you reach him? We'll find out. Uh last but not least, um it looks like there's a possibility that Bill Belichick may be passed over uh, for all the openings in the NFL right now, are you surprised by that? What do you think happens going forward if he does not get the opportunities? Is he done? Is he going to sit out a year? Is he going to be a consultant? What do you think uh, the, the game plan is going to be? We talked about that on the uh, our podcast this past week. And here, here's the thing. Number one, he is 14 games away from setting the all-time record. Okay. Is that going to be a factor? And if it is, wherever he goes, will that be a short-term goal that he finds has to find a certain amount of good players, a good quarterback, just for right now, and not build for the long-term, three, five, eight years, that a lot of these teams would be in a position to do. If Bobby, you know, rather than a quick fix, they want to kind of start drafting people and not signing a bunch of high price free agents. So it is, I think a lot of owners are not only scared of, you know, is he going to be kind of uh, sacrificing our future to try to win now so we can get the record if we bring him in? And the second part of this is, I think you're kind of seeing a lot of this, you know, hey, you know, that's old school. We want to go new school. And I think there's been a lot of pushback. And one thing is, the Atlanta Falcons, the guy that owns that, that team is the guy that started Home Depot, correct? And That's you would correct. think you would think that Bill Belichick would be his kind of coach. You know, hey, you know, uh, 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 kind of like, uh, you know, build it the right way as a carpenter would. You know, the, the guys that go to his store. But evidently, 
he brought him back for a, which I thought was humiliating, brought him back a second time for an interview, and yet has still not hired him. So yeah. I, I, I kind of hate it, but yeah. hey, it's just the way of the world, and everybody, That's right. you know, That's right. everybody's looking down the road. Isn't that amazing, Dan, that, that you can achieve what he has achieved, and yet, you know, it's a business, just like he cuts people, just like he makes moves. You know, you stay in the game long enough, and this is the possibility that can happen. But you, it's hard to believe the guy who's won six Super Bowls <laughs> could, would have to go through a second interview and then get passed over. It's just like got to be, just got to be like slapping the face a little bit. But again, it's a business, and that's and like you said, I think it's a new school, old school thing. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you know directions you can go with that argument why not to bring him in and why bring him in and some teams just don't want to put up with it but it, it is fascinating to see at this point in his career hey man listen if he hangs it up you know hey hang it up man what right off in the sunset is one of the greatest ever you know well there's no doubt that he truly is a great coach but in my mind it only inflates the importance and greatness of tom brady sure think about it yep. yeah yeah uh, Dan, thanks as always, buddy. Great stuff. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk thanks, to you. Ne- we'll talk to you next week. All righty, and remember, take the uh, get to the trough with the 49ers. This is the big week. All right, guys, go home. Okay. Go home. There he is.